Off of Amadio, Knights get it. Eichel down the middle alone. Slides it into the goal. Jack Eichel. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Still in the zone. Theodore, one-timer, wide right. Rebound, wah, he scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard out here at the Underground Lounge inside Oyo Hotel and Casino. Going to want to get down here. We've got a pair of tickets to give away to Vegas and Florida, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. And if you win those tickets, you will qualify for our year-end giveaway, season-ending giveaway. It's a gold Vegas Golden Knights jersey. So get down here. We're here from 4 to 6. You have plenty of time to do so. We'll also have drink specials. Cardi, New Amsterdam, Jim Beam, all $3. Bud Buckets, 5 for $10. Free parking, short walk to T-Mobile Arena. Just a fantastic place to take in and pregame for a Vegas Golden Knights game. We don't have any of those for the next couple of days here in town, but we will get everything ready to go for a big five-game road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights. Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! Caught him napping. Yeah, you no, didn't see that breath. coming. I, took yeah, a, I, I had to take a breath. out of nowhere. Darren Millar, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman. It's a Monday tradition. You call us. We talk to you. 702-876-1340. Or you want to come down to the Underground Lounge at the Oil Hotel and Casino and hang out with us like Lou did last week. That was cool. And I, what I want to do is I'm, I want to take Papa Lou's idea of bringing all our regular callers down here one Monday and just have them one big round table on the VGK Insider Show. That's for another day. Today, uh, let's uh, crank up the phone line. 702-876-1340. Last week, we had a very spirited interaction with you. Things were not great in your world. <laughs> What's it like today? Given that the Golden Knights have won three of four back-to-back games going on a season-long five-game road trip, 702-876-1340. Give us a shout. Let us know what's going on. Do you like that game yesterday? It was very different than what I expected. A, a, a little tense. Friday's game, Friday's game was unique. Sure. Yesterday had... A different feel to it, and Pete mentioned playoff feel, mm-hmm. not not playoff like intensity and in, in physical and uh, the ramping up and the speed, but there is a, a playoff anxiety to it. Oh, that's a perfect word. Uh, it was an interesting atmosphere inside T-Mobile Arena. There was uneasiness, especially in the third period in a close tied game for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Ottawa Senators. I give a lot of credit to Ottawa. Uh, they had a terrible game the night before against the Arizona Coyotes, and they came out and they played a heck of a hockey game. They really did. And, you know, nothing is ever guaranteed. Nothing is easy in the National Hockey League. Even if you have a team on the schedule you expect you should beat. Uh, but the fact of the matter is I, I, I liked stretches of what the Golden Knights were able to do against Ottawa. I liked that the visible frustration of not breaking through didn't 
make itself completely apparent to me in the game. Uh, the Golden Knights stuck with it, and, and I like the win. Phone lines are jammed. Ozzy, Steven, Mike, Stephanie, hang on the phones because Todd leads us off today on the VGK Insider Show. What up, Todd? You ready to chat? <laughs> sure. I just wanted to clarify something because I think the last conversation we had, I think that you thought I was harping when I said that they're not playing Knights hockey about the hitting, which I, I wasn't – that isn't what I meant by Knights hockey. Ryan clarified it almost like I did. They used to play fast, swarm the opponent, blitz them. The other team had no chance, and then in the third period they were worn out. That's what I meant about that. I was at the game last night, and I thought both teams played sloppy at the beginning, and it was a rather weird game, like you said. But I was pleased with the outcome of the last two games. The Sharks, I don't count. I don't. I mean, I know we won that game, but I, I don't really count it as a spectacular win. But everybody would be up in arms if you lost the game. Of course, because well, you're supposed to sense, win that Todd. game. That doesn't make any sense, Todd. You, you, you're not counting the wins, but you're you're gonna make fun of the losses or. I'm not making fun of with the, with the any losses. losses. I'm just, I didn't make fun of any losses, you know. They got lucky to win that game last night. The Knights did. Mm-hmm. You know? Got great, got and Anaheim almost came back on them, too. So, yeah, did. it's Todd, all good. I, Todd, I'm not here talk. to bash the Knights. I'm a I'm a avid Knights fan. I, I want them to win every game. I know that's not possible. Todd, I want to but spend I, two seconds with you here before we go get ahead. to Ozzy, Steve, Mike, and Stephanie. That's fine. What what gets you back on board? They've won oh, I'm totally on board. But All right. I, we'll get, you know, what gets you more I, I'm, positive? I'm, I'm on board, but they've been playing sloppy. Okay. I know injuries has a lot to do with it, but they didn't. They don't seem to have like the the fire that they they normally have. That's my observation. Uh, good chat. Uh, they play four games before next Monday. Let's talk again and let's see. Of where course. We're at, okay. Yep. I hope I hope they pour it on. Leave that uh, callback uh, next Monday. Yep. Thanks, Thank thanks, you. Todd. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, below the equator. Ozzy, Steve, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. How are you, pal? I'm not too bad. Um, so I saw about ten minutes ago that Ryan had a very hot take on Andre Vasilevsky, and I completely agree with Ryan uh, the way he, uh, he worded that tweet is that it's not a hot take. I'm going to give a hot take of my own. I saw. In the fallout from last night's game, a lot of people criticizing the way the Vegas was playing, that it took them so long to put a team like Ottawa away. You know, they're a bum team, they're bottom of the league, they're this, they're that, they're terrible. Right. And and maybe I just, maybe I just have a debilitating sickness because I watch a lot of Senators hockey um, because I, I just enjoy watching them play. And they're not a bad team. Like... Like, that, like, they have a lot of good players. You've got Kachuk, you've got Suzla, you've got uh, Thomas Shabbat, who I am very high on, and if Vegas had any room in the salary cap, I'd be, you know, I'd be, you know, begging them to bring Shabbat here um, to, to add to the D-line. Um, I, I just, I think that, that um, the center of this problem is that they're very, 
inconsistent with their performances, and that's what leads to the opinion of the mean so terrible, is that, you know, they can play good for 40 minutes in a game, but it's that, it's that one period that lets them go, which has been one of the criticisms of Vegas this year. The problem is, like, or like when you compare the two, is that Vegas has been excellent in a lot of those 40-minute stretches, which has led to more wins than what the Senators can pull out, like if that makes sense. It does, and uh, I appreciate it. Uh, do you phone the Ottawa Senators uh, radio show as well? Oh, no, 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 no. Good, uh, good. I, I don't want, I I don't, I don't want you list. stepping out on us, pal. <laughs> so I barely have enough time to listen to everything I do, like, I listen to now, <laughs> let alone adding in a secondary market. Have a great week, uh, Ozzy Steve. Uh, thank you. Uh, back to the phone lines. Mike, you're on the VGK Insider Show. Number three today, Mike, you slipping, pal. You guys have created a monster. Right. you got everybody calling now, which is fantastic. I, I do want to put three notes of praise out there, and then i got to have a moment of criticism if I could, and don't take it too strongly because it's just an observation. I'll Number one, Chris throat. Chapman, you asked some great questions in the post-game news conference last night, press conference. Okay. Gr- great work. Uh, Ryan, you put a bow on the whole reason the Knights were sluggish last night. I wish you told me before I started to – rant about it but you waited till the end of the show and you said it exactly the way it needed to be said we had played three games in four days enough said and so that's from a physiological standpoint it's going to catch up to you eventually especially when it's not something the golden knights have done uh over the last month or so not an excuse but certainly a reason why maybe that energy level at the beginning of the third period wasn't where you wanted it to be uh but it was good for, for everyone to call in last night and get some of the criticisms out of the way. You, you sure let us vent before you did. That's good. Now, the other thing, too, is, Darren, you are, if you're not the best television studio host in the NHL, I don't know who is because you are network worthy. I just wanted I, I, you to hear I that agree. from somebody who's been there. I totally agree, Mike, and, uh, and I think you're one of the smartest people I know. It's about time you admitted that. So, having said that now, you may not agree with me on this. Uh, As a person who planned what he was going to say to an interviewee for years, this is where I have to come down a little bit on you and ask you nicely if you could change it just a little bit. You've done so much for me as a fan, I can't begin to thank you. But last night, I tune in for uh, the – I tune in for the – the, the show between periods, the set between the second and third period. The intermission, Lawless and Order? Yeah, Lawless and Order. I couldn't think of the name of it. Yeah. I tune in for that because I want to hear Gary's take on what he, he has seen up to the minute. And you had an agenda last night that had nothing to do with the game. I appreciate it, but could Mike, you find Mike, time to always Mike, discuss the game at hand? Mike, I'm going to tell you something, and I'll, this okay. will explain it. We never talk about the game on Lawless and Order. We well, should. No, nope, nope, this time nope, I really nope, wanted nope, to nope. hear what Mike, Gary Mike, thought about. Mike, here's the thing: Darren Elliott or Derek England uh, and Shane Natty are also in the intermission, and we'll talk about the game. We do get to the game during the okay. second intermission, but Gary, we always have our topics laid out that we're going to do. It may not sound like it. It may not look like it because we're jackassing around. 
<laughs> but there is a script uh, to a certain extent, uh, at least a rundown of a list of things that you want to get to uh, with Gary. It just happens that we, we the reason why, we, and this is inside television, we do Gary first because we want to maximize his time and give him the, the um, uh, best amount of, uh, of, we don't want him to get squeezed by anything else. So we, we let him go first. Then we take a break and we come back with the interview and Darren Elliott. Uh, talking about the game and then we'll do one more short segment and on the back end of that dave and shane will do a segment on the game so during a second intermission there's four segments three of which you get game talk one of which is gary lawless and lawless in order is big picture league news okay otherwise then otherwise then you end up you end up talking about the same thing and we don't want that no, of course not. No, no interviewer wants to hit, hit topics two or three times in a 15-minute segment. So that's why we do it I, that way. No, and you do. Like I said, you're as good as any NHL network analyst, so keep up the great work. Thank you, and that's, uh, that's a good pickup. I, I, I love that, uh, that Mike is paying that close of attention, but we don't talk about the game. It's one of the changes that we made uh, mm. uh, when I came on board. Uh, Stephanie, welcome to the VGK Insider ah. Show. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Darren and Ryan. How are you guys doing? We're cruising along. Why don't you come out and hang out with us at uh, the oil like uh, Papa Lou did? I know. I need to. Probably not yep. today because uh, busy, but yeah. I'm, one of these days we're all going to show up and inform you guys. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> um, you guys rolling in with Rita, like Reservoir Dogs, yeah, like just yeah. walking down the hallway, owning it. If if Rita picks the day, I will make it a priority to be down there. Rita, this is on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, first off, Mike, if you want to listen to Gary talk about the game, you can always tune, tune into the radio broadcast. No uh, disrespect to Darren and the TV guys, but I That's fair. love listening to Dan and Gary during yep. the game. It's excellent. Did not listen yesterday because I was at the game. So, that oh, was... A very exciting game, a very goaltending heavy game, obviously. And I feel like, I, I would hope, I feel more confident in our goaltending over the last few games, even though they're, you know, the Anaheim game got a little scary there. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But like I said, I'm feeling a little bit more confident with goaltending recently. It's got that stable feel to it lately. And it, it kind of goes back to the, the two San Jose games, too. And I, I I feel like we're getting more of the saves that we're seeing more of the saves that we should see, and we're also, especially uh, last night, seeing saves that you might expect to be goals. So I, I think Robin Leonard really just played his heart out last night and absolutely deserved that win. And uh, watching the replay of Eichel's goal, you could tell it was just such a strong goaltending game because. Uh, Ottawa's goalie just tossed his stick when yeah. he saw that that puck was in the back of the net. Like you could see how hard he had been working to keep the Knights down to the one goal for all but five seconds of the game. Played a great game, great bounce back game, and then you lose with five seconds to go. Stephanie, uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. A line open at 702-876-1340. Great response from the callers last week, and we may have got under the skin of a couple <laughs> due to the fact that uh, calls are jammed uh, today. Again, Glenn, stand by. Fernando, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Hey, guys. Um, first off, uh, Darren, 
I asked the Ouija board if you're a sugar coater. And yeah. said no. No, really? <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm Peter Positive, though. I, I will say that. I am, I'm absolutely Peter Positive. That's right. We've got to be positive and optimistic about things. Um, um, we, uh, us um, GK um, season ticket holders, you know, we're spoiled. Um, I know yesterday it was a Sunday. It was a 5 o'clock start, and it was Ottawa Senators. But still, we have to show up to support our team and, and cheer them on. Um, Lerner last night played great, 39 um, saves. And on hits, we had 41. I know that's a real than real, um, stat. Nobody likes to hear, but it's always good. to. I like stats. Anyway, but um, hopefully this um, coming up um, five-game road trip, we'll, we'll be okay. And um, any talk about a trade for... Claude Giroux, or the Flyers, anything yeah. at all? Yes, maybe? there is. There's, there's a lot of talk about a trade for Claude Giroux, just not involving the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Claude Giroux is an unrestricted free agent. He is a uh, captain of the Philadelphia Flyers, and uh, the Vegas Golden Knights will see him tomorrow night. Uh, read a couple of things uh, today and talked to uh, my good friend uh, that was part of the Philadelphia Flyers broadcast. And uh, the... The insinuation or the opinion is right now that uh, all this trade talk has, has kind of got to him, mm. and uh, and it's affecting his play. And in, in fact, Mike Yo came out and said he's just got to go out to, and play. Uh, the leading candidate uh, right now is the Florida Panthers. That's where a lot of the talk is going uh, when it comes to uh, Claude Giroux and and trade talk. Uh, he's he's going to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether it'll go down to the wire. We're two weeks today. Uh, for the National Hockey League trade deadline, but uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of discussion. I've heard uh, Colorado mentioned Colorado's yeah. connected to everybody. Yeah. I, I don't know whether there's a lot there with with it all, whether they're wide open. But uh, but I've certainly heard uh, the Colorado Avalanche when it comes to uh, Claude Giroux and uh, and the Florida Panthers are just seem to be uh, the one that's that's right in there right now with Bill Zito. All right. And, and if you want anything to know about Darren Elliott, let me know, and I'll ask the board. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to know, is Darren Elliott really a southpaw, or did he just choose to wear his gloves on that hand because he couldn't catch with his left? <laughs> Have a great a, day, guys. Thanks. You too. Uh, thanks, Fernando. Appreciate it. So the idea on Florida, right? Like yep. This is perhaps the, their best opportunity, their best chance to go for it. So for, for me, like – if you're the Florida Panthers and you're approaching the trade deadline, you have a legitimate chance to do some damage. You have a legitimate chance to go deep in the playoffs. You're going to have to find a way to beat Tampa over a seven-game series. Load up. Go mm. for it. Shoot your shot. I, yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't like it when teams say we've got a five-year plan. We're here, <laughs> but we're going to be patient. Yeah. Like the Golden Knights is a franchise. They pivoted in the middle of mm-hmm. their first year of existence yeah. and went all in. Uh, you you look at what happened to Nashville and Winnipeg as the two primary examples of teams that went really deep. Yeah. And we all appreciated their foundations and what they had to, to build around to have really good five, seven-year windows of competing for a Stanley Cup. And they haven't had a sniff since. No. So go in. Get it done now because this may end up being, with all due respect, your best shot. 
Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And, you know, you, you even look at the the Stanley, the defending Stanley Cup champions right now in the Tampa Bay Lightning. It took them six years from going to the final in 2015, six seasons to get back to the final and eventually win it. So uh, those chances do not come as often as you think they do. So take advantage of it when you have a moment. When you've got a window and you feel like there's something special about your team, go all in. You better get it going. 702-876-1340 is the VGK Insider Show, live and on location at uh, Oil Hotel and Casino at the Underground Lounge. Back to the phones. Glenn, what do you say? Hello, how are you? Mm, we'll see you after this conversation. <laughs> well, I want to start the conversation just by saying how big a fan I am of you guys. I'm I'm from Toronto, Canada originally, and Darren, I remember you from Canada. I've I've been here for 12 years, so oh. before that, I yeah. remember you, and you were great. And I'm so happy that you were on that we got you now in Las Vegas, and uh, you know, and Ryan. I love your show. I listen to it after every game. I'm a season ticket holder from day one, and uh, we always listen to the show after the game. And uh, I, you know, I just love what you guys do. Okay, so with all due respect, <laughs> I mentioned the the hitting a week ago or a couple weeks ago. I can't remember. Yeah, no, and no, it was there last was week. I remember. Quite a bit of talk after that about. Yeah. Hitting and um, I, there was a couple of things that, like, I thought, okay, great. I started the conversation. That's what I wanted to do, you know. And but I heard some things that I have to come back to you <laughs> and ask both of you. First of all, Ryan, the reason why I'm calling today is because after the last show I heard, uh, I think Mike called and he uh, he said, yeah, and we're not going to talk about hitting anymore because. Hitting is is insignificant. I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. It's insi- insignificant now, isn't it? And you agreed with him, and then you moved on. Yeah. And I thought, hitting is insignificant? I mean, um, in, in hitting con- is one of the fundamental parts of this game. Checking, and checking is, for sure. Checking is not insignificant. No, hitting checking. In, in, the, in the context of the hit counts at the end of a game and whether or not the team that has more hits is going to win more games, I don't view that as a terribly significant stat. When you have the puck, you're going to get hit more than the opposition. There's going to be better and more chances for the opposition to check you and, and create those plays that that separate a man from a puck so um in in the context of who controls the game in the context of who's going to win more games um i I don't view hitting the same way that a lot of people do i I don't think it's the the most significant stat when it comes to how you determine who's going to win or who's going to lose well um i appreciate that and i think i've got some i wrote down a couple of points here first of all like there's only one guy on the ice that you're allowed to hit at any point in the game, and that's the guy who's holding the puck. And the best way to Depends, get that not guy, the referee the, before he drops it. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just so everybody's clear. Um, right. So that guy who has the puck, his only job in the world, his only thought is how is he going to get that puck into the back of your net? And when he's got the puck, the only job that you have or the only thought is you have to get the puck off that guy. 
right? That's your job. Otherwise, you know, so what's the best way to do it? The best way to get that puck on the, off the guy is to give him a solid check, knock him on his butt, grab that puck off him, slip it to Eichel in the slot. He puts it up into the top corner. Uh, but the thing is, you can't, like, if you want to put the guy on his butt, there's only one way. It's a legal check. You can't hit you can't trip him. I mean, you can't hit him with your stick. You can't trip him. You can't cross-check him. You can't hold him. But you have one legal way to knock him down, and that is with a hit. And I just want to say one thing. I've been to every single game before the COVID. I was at every single game. I would watch the go to every game. I'm a first season ticket holder, What's and then I would come home after the game and I'd watch it again in its entirety on the TV. And the one thing about the old nights, the way they uh, used to play, is it was a life and death thing to get that puck off. That's why they were so good. And that old Knights team, even though we're not, I mean, the new Knights, like a full roster, with all the stars, compared to that old team, that old team would have kicked this team's butt. Because they worked so hard at at getting the puck off the other team. And we would, and my wife and I, we had the view of the the hits at the game, and we always were up around 40. And, you know, and the third, by the time the third period came around, I promise you, and all the announcers said the other teams were tired. They were burnt out because we worked so hard. And the, basis of that was the hitting. I promise you that. I, I've done all the stats, and the only reason I called in the first place was I, call, I saw that there was a, a stat along the bottom of the TV said the Knights were like 31st in, yeah. in scoring in the third period. And, you know, third period used to be ours. There was this, you know, once, like, they, that, that's a recent made, stat. Oh, that's sorry, I'll let you go. <laughs> well, that, that, that's just on that stat. Uh, that's the last 10-game stat uh, where, where they've uh, struggled in the third period. That's not an overall stat. So, uh, Well, just, I'd just, like to know what the totals are because, no, I, it's got to be more season because I've watched this all season long. It's something that I've always known about this team is that we burn the other – we are always the best third-period team, and – you know, because of how we were played so hard during those first two periods. And now it's the opposite. We're getting 17 hits sometimes, you know, in a game. We used to get 40 almost every game in the old nights. That was the Gerard Gallant game plan. And if you didn't work hard, you weren't going to make that team. And now, you know, it's like, you know, they don't finish their checks. Uh Okay, let, there's the a lot in there, Glenn. Games they have been there's a lot in there, Glenn. Um, uh, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it, and especially being so prepared and, and making sure that uh, that you got your points written down so you don't forget. Uh, we're going to let you hang up, and we'll finish our thoughts, and you can you can listen. I, I'm with Ryan that I don't think because you win the hit totals, you're going to win the game. Uh, we both agree that there's a time and a place and certainly uh, an ability to turn a game with a body check. And I think in the, in the playoffs, uh, you'll see uh, body contact, body checking. 
become even more important than it is during the regular season because uh, the intimidation factor, making somebody hear footsteps, and uh, there's also the the wear and tear uh, on on an opponent. Uh, body checking will always be a part of the game, but it's changed significantly over the last 15 years uh, to where it's it's more of a speed game and you keep yourself between your uh, the puck and and the net and that's that's the way uh, more that you defend it but Brian made the point a week ago McNabb is one of the hardest hitters in the National Hockey League and he plays for the Golden Knights so uh, the nobody's saying there's not a role or a place or a, a serious impact uh, on hitting uh, by Vegas they've just changed from a line that goes out and hits everything that moves to a fourth line that goes out and tries to score a bunch of goals. And, Glenn, I, I think I think we're getting to the right place uh, on that. Uh, it might take a, a little bit while. As for the old Knights, new Knights, and, and, and the third period thing, uh, this, this team's just gone through a stretch where the third periods have been their bugaboo, their undoing. Uh, there's two years ago, I remember the second period thing, and uh, that that still crops up every now and then in conversation. I'm like, that hasn't been a thing for two years. Mm-hmm. But there was that long change, that thing. So uh, you'll go through uh, a little bits of, uh, of, of phases, uh, but the this, this Golden Knight team is just going to be different. And, and as far as the building and, and watching the game, don't think that there's not a little bit with the fans getting used to the game uh, over the last five years where things look like they're happening slower, but they're not. You're just more, much more used to the product that you're watching on a night-to-night basis. A, a player comes up from the American Hockey League, and the first thing you will hear from them is, got to get used to the speed of the game. Yeah. A player comes off uh, injured reserve, I got to get up to speed of the game. As a, a new market, the second newest market in the National Hockey League, the speed of the game blew us away when you sat in that rink and watched them go. And then you add in the show yeah. and, and everything else that goes with it. And it was uh, sensory overload for us. But five years in, and this is a credit to, to the audience, mm-hmm. is we are used to the pace now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's no slower. In fact, it's probably... Faster. Faster, yeah. but we're just used to it. And I think that goes to a lot of where people say, we're not playing with the same intensity and in the same speed. And that's Peter Positive, uh-huh. my angle. But I think there's really something to it that we've watched so much hockey over the last five years. We're, we're in sync with it. So the idea of quality over quantity when it comes to hits i think is more is is the most important thing when when i brought up braden mcnab when braden mcnab lines somebody up with one of those hip checks it has the potential to change how the opposition attacks your blue line and it doesn't have to happen five or six times a night it doesn't even have to happen every night but when braden mcnab does it teams that are coming into t-mobile or teams that are playing the golden knights they recognize it. They understand that it's always in the back of their mind that that could happen. The other thing, too, is, and, and I'm going to push back on just one thing that Glenn said, the, the only way to take the puck from a puck carrier is not to hit them. You can stick check them. You can stick lift. How many times have we seen Mark Stone in the neutral zone just 
steal a puck from an, op from an opposition player. If Mark Stone was looking to create contact with his body, he would have far less steals and would be less impactful of a player than the way that he uses his stick to lift the puck away from opposition players and then start transition. That, to me, is where the game is going now. You have, you have players that are so good defensively, so good with their sticks. Stick checking is something very different than hitting, and I think that when you, when you look at it from a physicality standpoint, you can be physical with your stick in your hand. You can have hard sticks to play against. You can do all those things, and that leads to team toughness and a, 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 an underlying uh, grittiness to the way that you play, and I think that that's something that gets lost in the conversation of just overall hits. Do you have your game sheet from yesterday? Can pull your it up. Your event summary. And we'll go to break on this. Yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull it up. There's, there's two things uh, I want to point out. One, nobody's talking about back-to-back -back wins and winning three of four. <laughs> no, no. But that's how much of an impact last week's show where we were all, we all had a burr under our saddle last yeah, week. Yeah, we did. We're cranky. And, and we're, we're, we're kind of still making up for that. But they've won back-to-back, -back and they've taken three of four. Uh, how many hits did Max Pacioretty have? in yesterday's game because Darren Elliott and I both felt that he was a force yesterday. He had a presence on the ice physically yesterday. I don't know what his hit totals would, would be at, at the end of that game, but there is a significant impact physically and a presence involved in that game beyond just when he had the puck in. He may not have recorded, be, be credited with one official hit. How many hits did he have? He had one. Okay. Yeah. But he, 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 there was a presence there. And I, I, I like hitting in the game. I wish there was more of it. But I, I also wish there was more of it from all 32 teams. And that's not a reality. And if you're going to go around banging and chasing and, and tracking down every hit that you can, you're going to be out of position all night long, and you're going to get lit up. And to to the point that I was just bringing up about Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty had two takeaways last night. So you, mm -hmm. you don't get takeaways without initiating some physicality and stealing a puck from an opposition player. Sometimes using your stick is just the path of least resistance and sets you up to make a better play instead of just running around chasing hits. That was an awesome half hour. It's always fun. That was outstanding. Todd, Ozzy, Steve. Mike, Stephanie, Fernando, Glenn, thank you. Can't wait to chat with you next week, four games into this five-game road trip, just to see where everybody is at. But yesterday's third period might be one of those swing periods that we look back to. There's certain points of every season where it turns. The eight-game homestand in January. That was a turning point, not to the positive, but there was also a game in Dallas and a road trip, Denver to Dallas. Team got stuck in the tarmac in Denver after their win against the Avalanche, had to go back to the hotel, downtown Denver. And if you know the airport in Denver, it's in southern Alberta, so it's about a four-hour drive. And then they had to go back to the airport in the morning, fly to, to Dallas on a game day, play. They won both those games. That was a turning point to the positive. There's these swing games in the midst of a season that can set you up for uh, either a slump, a rut, or a really good run. Yesterday was one of those periods. Not just the game, but the period in that third frame at T-Mobile Arena that might just 
be the springboard this team needs in the final 25 games to chase down that number one seed in the Pacific Division. We'll get into that. I'll explain all the different benefits one period can have in providing momentum. Plus one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. Something that hasn't happened in 20 years. Happening tonight in the National Hockey League. We'll tell you all about it. The VGK Insider Show from the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Come on down. We've got drink specials for you. We've got Pink Whitney swag out for you. You enter to win a couple of tickets to the March 17th game against the Florida Panthers. And if you are the lucky winner there, you will be added to an extra draw for a VGK Gold jersey uh, and the year-end draw. So plenty of reasons to check us out. It's the VGK Insider Show on location, Oyo Hotel and Casino on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Yo, what's happening, VGK world? Insider Show down at the Underground Lounge, Oyo Hotel and Casino. Come on down. We've got two tickets available to the Florida Panthers, Vegas Golden Knights on March 17th, which is right in and around St. Patrick's Day. You come down, you enter the draw, you will be entered to win those tickets, and if you win those tickets, you'll subsequently be added to a bonus draw for a gold jersey in a year-end draw. And while you're down here, you can uh, check out the drink specials. Uh, three bucks for Jim Beam. You got uh, five dollars, uh, five buds for for ten bucks. A uh, bucket of buds. Uh, that's uh, great, and you can hang out and chat with us and uh, and go through uh, the entire uh, hockey conversation with us. So whether or not you're happy with uh, what's happening with the Vegas Golden Knights, whether or not you think that there's another step to to go with this team. Uh, we've got our play of the day. We've got uh, some sound from yesterday's game to uh, to bring you in hour number two, plus uh, news and notes from around the National Hockey League with a couple of uh, cool little tidbits. Hey, w- what was your reaction yesterday when you saw Max Pacioretty skate up for the pregame warm-up? I, I thought it was awesome, obviously. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? It, it did. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, I, I think that this team certainly is, and this is not a hot take at all, is certainly better with Max Pacioretty in the yeah. lineup. And anytime you can get any of those players back in. It's a boost to your club. It's a boost to everyone that's on the ice. Um, getting Max Pacioretty back, getting Pacioretty uh, some reps with Jack Eichel is important. It's going to be helpful for the Golden Knights. And, you know, as you mentioned, I thought Pacioretty had a heck of a game. He was engaged. He was involved. He was doing kind of those little things that you see Max Pacioretty do that are physical but maybe don't don't show up on the hits uh, uh, ledger at the end of the night. But yeah, it, it was a it was a big boon for the Golden Knights to get Pacioretty back into the fold for sure. And he makes the play that leads to the game-winning goal because he's a shooter, and we have discussed his ability to add the one-timer mm-hmm. to his arsenal. Now that wasn't a full clap one-timer, yeah, more of a snap uh, one-timer. But he shot it quickly uh, as he took that pass from down low. Didn't let anybody set up and. While it was blocked, it created chaos, broken play, and Jack Eichel scored. Great play, but it just capped off a, a great night. And you don't think these players are into it? And we talk about the that the Golden Knights aren't as fast or uh, callers uh, are thinking that, uh, that they aren't as engaged as, as years past. Go back and watch that celebration and see, see how they reacted during... Uh, the moments after 
they realized that Jack Eichel had just won them the game with five seconds to go. Yeah, you know, we, we had kind of had conversations last year with, with Alex Petrangelo kind of getting into the fold and those moments where early on, you know, he's, he's new to the team, he's still trying to find his place, but there were moments where, okay, that's where Alex Petrangelo became a Vegas Golden Knight, whether it be a big hit, whether it be one of those games where he just kind of puts the team on his back from a defensive aspect. Last night, Jack Eichel became a Vegas Golden Knight. With that goal, Jack cemented himself. He gave himself his first big-time highlight, big-time moment in a Golden Knight sweater. And I think from this point forward, you're going to see another level out of Jack Eichel. There's uh, always an arrival moment yeah. in everybody's career. Is it the first time you go up against Sidney Crosby? Uh, is it the first time that... Uh into a corner and Zdeno Chara gives you a little rabbit punch to the back of the head and you go Chara just gave me a jab that was that was kind of cool uh, but it also meant that you were you were part of the National Hockey League this is different Eichel's been part of the National Hockey League but that first massive moment where he has the game on a stick and he delivers and it occurred, and it was awesome. And there's so many things to come off of that. We've got our game rating uh, to come in hour number two, and I'll tell you all about the benefits to one period and one goal for the Vegas Golden Knights against a team that's not going to make the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it doesn't matter because timing and the result and the spill-off of both of those things could be exactly what this team needed to go on one of those rippers. Five games in a row on the road. Starts tomorrow against Philadelphia. Uh, we have games on our air on Fox Sports Las Vegas Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, which means that preempts the BGK Insider Show. Four o'clock starts Tuesday, Thursday in Buffalo and Friday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So the pregame show with Ryan Wallace will start at 3 o'clock. You, you miss out on two hours of the VGK Insider Show, but you gain a whole bunch of hockey right here in the Las Vegas Valley. Our play of the day. Will it be the goal, or could it be the save? There's a debate happening around the offices of the VGK Insider Show. We'll tell you all about it, plus one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League in hour number two. It's the VGK Insider Show live from the Oil Hotel and Casino and the Underground Lounge on Fox Sports Las Vegas. No chance to shoot for Stevenson centered. Eichel scores! It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. A lot of different places we could have gone with this thing as we broadcast live from the Oil Hotel and Casino, the VGK Insider Show at the Underground Lounge, drink specials, $3, Jim Beam. We got some uh, Bud here, 5 for $10. Get your own little bucket. Come on down, check it out. Yeah. Pink Whitney swag. And if you come by, you uh, enter the draw, and you could win a pair of tickets to see the Golden Knights take on the Florida Panthers on March 17th. And if you're drawn for those tickets... For one of the uh, the lucky people, you will uh, be entered in a year-end uh, draw for a VGK Gold jersey. There's a whole bunch going on here. Armando was just by. I had a good chat with him. He was great. Uh, Ted uh, was by as well. He didn't want to talk. He just wanted to fill out the the ballot and go. But that's uh, he probably double parked uh, as well. But uh, hang out with us. Uh, have a drink and have some fun, and maybe you can join the debate over what was the play of the day. Uh, there was down to two. One, the glove save off 
the Ottawa Senators right out in front, yeah. Sanford. And then the other one was the game-winning goal, which you're very aware of. What did we go with? Chris Chapman, play it. Eichel, 10 seconds. Eichel, side of the net. Marsha so to the right, a shot, blocked. Now Eichel shoots, he scores! Power play goal, five seconds left. Knights in the lead, two to one. Jack Eichel's first power play goal with the Knights gives Vegas the last second lead. And they held on from there and put it away <laughs> for a 2-1 win. It was a... I could see both the you you and Chapman were kind of going back and forth. I stayed out of it today. Of course, you, you wanted the save, yeah, and mm. Chapman wanted the mm. uh, and Chapman wanted the, the the goal. That that's not entirely accurate. I just thought it was more the play of the day should have been actually the text exchange between Wallace and Chapman over what was going to be I, the play of the day. Someone's so, really really building this up. It really wasn't in, that. In fairness, <laughs> in they fairness, swearing there. There might have been. I, I don't actually remember much no, of the No, no, there wasn't. No, no, no. The, I wasn't saying play one over the other. I, I say you don't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. So in many, in many different spots on play of the day, we have opened it up to more than just one play. We have played hat-trick goals, all three right. goals. You don't get one without the other. So I figure why not play both because we have an o- option to do that. You do not get the Jack Eichel game-winning goal without Robin Leonard's glove save on Zach Sanford early on in the third period. But Chapman said, well, we don't use context here, so we don't use context here. <laughs> no, I said we don't use causation, not context. Eh, whatever. Oh. Context, causation. It, it's all the same, Chapman. Come on. <laughs> but congratulations. Ex- except for the fact that we have used causation and we have used context in the past. But whatever. <laughs> not a big deal. Just uh, let's be the, consistent. For the record, I think it's important uh, that we all have our cards on the table, and the goal was the right call. We'll get into the save in hour number two, and the impact of Robin Leonard's game on the Golden Knights yesterday. Was it one of those games against his former team that just shouldn't count, according to one of the callers, because he always beats his former team? You only talk about it if if he ends up losing that game? Yeah. Or is Robin Leonard starting to look like one of the top goaltenders in the National Hockey League and uh, putting this team on his shoulders? Uh, might be a little bit of the latter, the way he played uh, yesterday and uh, the uh, coming into form over the last uh, couple of games. There's a lot to like about Robin Leonard. We have one more hour to come here on the VGK Insider Show. It's our Monday stop at the Underground Lounge at Oil Hotel and Casino. Come on by. Plenty of free parking. Come in and enjoy it. Sit around with us. Listen to the show live and in person and have a drink. One of the VGK Insider Show drink specials. Hour number two is coming up on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.